Hi, Shane. Hola, mi amor. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. What's that look? No look. It's just my face. It was a look. Remember from Star Trek, the the old one from '68, where in the in the um, it was it was an episode, but mm-hmm. when it would show the play the music at the end, and there was that one alien and he had those eyes, he was looking at the camera. That's that's the look you were giving. That's the look I gave. Yeah, no Star Trek alien look. I was just, you know, tired of looking at the camera and having to be the ugly one on this, you know, broadcast. Oh, Look at you're you. too kind. Looking you're like too kind. Radiant Nubian queen oh, every time yeah. we get on camera. Okay. Thank you. Checks in the mail. <laughs> it may not clear. That's <laughs> funny. But it's in the mail. Okay. Who are we? Man, who are we? We are two live recruiters. We are two seasoned corporate veterans who are here to pass along the wisdom we receive from the lessons learned in hopes that you don't make the same mistakes that we made and uh if you do you can laugh while you're doing it and yes. that's who we are what are we talking about this week trish um well this is something that came up i was talking to a a, a person that i know from way back when i mm-hmm. first got starting into pharmaceutical recruiting someone i admire and um he's been at a vp of sales level and he brought up ageism he said mm. he thought that some of his interviews were felt a little cringy on that topic so i thought you know what that's what we need to talk about because we're you know I, you're not you're young you're a spring chicken but i'm of a certain age i know it's hard to believe i'm of a certain age myself but uh, oh shut up um and it's i think it's yeah i think it's like the elephant in the room yeah. Do you want, you know, I guess companies need to uh, either train better on how to conduct interviews because no one should even get a whiff of ageism or any isms while they're interviewing at all. That's yep. uh, absolutely. That's so I'll summarize ageism in seven bullets. Um, it's a form of obviously discrimination that occurs when people are treated unfairly because of their age. And and it doesn't it's age period. It, it mm-hmm. can go, you know, either both ways. Yeah. And young you people, know get, young people get it, too. I've probably been guilty of not thinking someone was too young, but like, you know how I say, oh, you're so young or, you know what I mean? I say mm-hmm. things like joking around, but, um, but yeah, I don't mean anything by it, but so it's not, a, it's my intent. It's how other people feel. So you have to be better. Um, it can occur in various ways, such as recruitment, hiring, training, promotion, retirement, um, Older workers may face negative stereotypes um, and assumptions about their abilities. Like my son, he's an ageist. My 17-year-old is an ageist. I was telling him about chat GPT, about how our pastor had used it. I told you this already. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, and I said, I was going to tell you, Jackson. He said, he said, if you know, he's, he said, you're old. If you know, everybody knows. I'm like, that's not very nice. He says that all the time. That I'm old. That's not very nice. Um, let's see. So let's see. Um, includes, um, so they make jokes about our stereotypes or assumptions, um, including being seen as less productive, less adaptable, and less tech savvy than younger workers. Um, it can lead to older workers being excluded from opportunities for career development and advancement, as well as being paid less than their younger counterparts. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. I guess that's it depends on the yeah, industry. Whatever. I would never think that the more experienced person would get paid less. Yeah. Yeah. That's because we don't, we don't think that way. Um, Older workers may also experience bullying, 
harassment or ostracism from colleagues or superiors due to their age. Mm. That's interesting. I I'm remember it's, it feels like maybe a older scorned person have written this article. You think? Because you know, it's usually the old heads at the office that's talking trash about the young folks that's just coming in. From my experience, I don't well, really see too many yeah, old heads in the office getting you know bullied by the younger persons. Well, yeah, bullying is that's weird. I mean, less is I would even say unless we're talking tech where people are super young. Like when I worked at headhunter.net, which is now career builder, um, I was a salesperson. I was ancient compared. They were a bunch of kids. The, the dude who wrote the code, the, the founder, he, the, 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 he, the founder was getting his basement remodeled. His contractor brought his 15 year old kid who's his phenom. And he ended up writing the code for headhunter.net. And then when I worked with him, he was 18. I remember I said something about Betty Ford Clinic. He's like, who's Betty Ford? I was like, who's Betty Ford? Like the president Ford's, you know, I'm going on. And he's like, oh, I'm only 18. I was like, I, I wasn't alive when Lincoln was a, was president, but I know who Mary Todd Lincoln is. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm only 18. So, I'm only 18. Like, uh, facts you're talking about. Right. So in all my, all my peers, all my, my colleagues, they were all young. And guess what? I was, I'm like my son, Jay. I'm as old as the youngest person in the room. <laughs> so we're going out doing shots of Jägermeister. I'm there. So I'm 30 and you're 20. No, or 21, 22. No worries. No oh, worries. Okay. Um, let's see. Ageism can affect younger workers who face discrimination due to their perceived lack of experience or be passed over for, in, for jobs in favor of older workers. Um, overall, it can have a negative impact on employee morale, productivity, retention, as well as contribute to overall um, age-related wealth gap and income equality. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that the wealth gap is a lot deeper conversation. Ageism? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, You can't. Like wealth gap. Wealth Hmm. gap. mm, No, Um, the wealth gap has very little to do with age. And I think much more to do with culture. Um, Yeah. Because if we really dive into the wealth gap, we can talk about what do POCs get paid versus their non-POC kind of Exactly. About that wealth gap versus, you know, their experience and whatnot. Um, Because with, Ages, if you want to call that, the younger employees, even if they may come in at a lower salary, mm-hmm. they more than likely, especially if they're non-POC, are going to get greater opportunities into management, greater jumps in their career, and that you know whatever gap may have existed is going to close very quickly. Um, right. Just due to the fact that there's going to be more interpersonal interactions with leadership because leadership is probably going to look the way they look. And then there's going to be more affinity to promote and therefore um, gaps are going to close or whatnot. So I think you may have a bigger issue with persons not wanting to be hired um, because of their certain age may, but that, I, don't, I don't know if that creates a wealth gap either because, you know, you've acquired wealth up to that point in your career. Right. Um, do you just read, yeah, when persons are a certain age and they start a new job, it's because I've seen many times, I'm sure of you, where they've retired from one job and they want to start something else. These persons yeah. aren't like coming to this job broke. You know, they, right. they, they're retired and pension from some other company. 
that they did 20 years with and then they're yep. starting a new career someplace else. So, you know, or they're coming out the military, 20 years in the military, mm-hmm. coming in with the pension from there as well. So. Yeah, they're not new. Yeah, there's not like they're, yeah, someone who just graduated with nothing. They're exactly. most likely have, yeah, have, um, you like you said, have retired. I know quite a few people like that. There's somebody right now that I work with who retired and came back to help out. Yep. And now she is retiring. She's seriously going, she's like, I'm taking a break now. Unless they need me again. I'm like, okay. Exactly. Well. I know several executives who quote unquote retire, but mm-hmm. then they come back to the same company as a consultant. And make big bucks, no way. They bust them in the head. Bust them in the head. I remember years like, ago, there was a guy who quit. This was at UCB. He was the national sales director in their um, neuro division. And he quit. And this and came back as a consultant at like four, five hundred dollars an hour. And this was over 10 years ago. Big bucks, no whammies. Like now, yeah. Now I, I wonder if this article thinks about that. Now, what about all the older persons who are consultants at these companies? Because uh-huh. when we see these consultants come in, they're usually persons who are of a certain age who have experience in industry. Right. And they are banking money. Right. They are raking it in while the younger you rarely see a young consultant come into a no. company at, right. at all it's always usually older persons come back as a consultant to these organizations and absolutely um killing it but i mean we definitely have seen it though where when you're just talking about straight interviews mm-hmm. where persons do face you know of a certain age they may face weird questions during their interview like mm-hmm. you know how long do you plan to stay with the company before you retire like, that oh, is insane. Right. Well, that's I a know. good segue. So this is how to respond to ageism during the interview process. Mm-hmm. So number one, it says highlight your experience and skills instead of focusing on your age. Exactly. Emphasize your qualifications and accomplishments. Talk about your experience and skills. What about them? Make you a strong candidate for the position position, and give specific examples and demonstrate your expertise. So, yeah, most definitely don't. I would definitely not talk about the year in which you accomplished these things or the year in which the example happened. I'm like, oh, back in 86 when I ran into a situation. Now, you don't want you don't want to cause unnecessary bias yourself. You can just keep it general. Like, oh, there was one time at an organization where I ran into such and such a thing or whatever, you know, and, you know, don't say, you know, when I graduated in 53, you know, like. Don't you don't want to use that? Just be like, oh, you know, just just keep it, keep all references to years out of your conversation. Just right. keep it like that examples of how your skills translate into the mm-hmm. job. I remember when I first got into recruiting when I first moved here to Atlanta, and I was doing technical recruiting, so it was like internet networking companies, software company, you know, companies like that. So who was you know who you know I recruited a lot of young people and place a lot of young people. And I had this um, a, a gentleman and he, he was older, but he, I mean, he was a good salesperson, but I talked to him about, cause you know, it, things were changing. It was early two thousands. And, you know, I was, I just, I prepped him on how to interview and it was my client. And, you know, I called my client to get feedback and he said, he came into the interview and he didn't, he didn't, I, and I told him, make sure you take something to write with, something to write on, ask, maybe have some questions already lined up. He didn't write one thing down and didn't have one question. Mm. 
Don't do that. And it, yeah. Um, another thing that happened back then was I had a, a buddy of mine who actually introduced me to my husband, um, Dana Smith. And he interviewed what, and he, he came from telecom. So, you know, that's pretty straight laced. Mm -hmm. you know, now, nowadays everything's kind of changed, but Bethany. suit, tie, you know, dress, put, you know, put your best foot forward. And he went to interview with this company in Philly and they were like, and meanwhile, Dana is the fun, he's one of the most fun people you will ever meet, but he's professional. Yeah, They're like, he showed, dude, he showed up in a, a suit and tie. I was like. It's an interview. Like he should show up in a suit and tie, but they had gone so far to the left early. There was so a, yeah, there was already thought, on the I Google was like, wave, you have no yeah. idea how much fun he is. <laughs> I was already like, on that Google wave. Yeah, yeah. That, Google really created a lot of you know ripples in the industry in the beginning because they were very casual and everyone mm -hmm. was like, oh. and this was like ninety nine. Oh, two, yeah. no, two, this was two thousand. Yeah, but folks were still requiring men to be completely clean shaven and mm -hmm. buttoned up every day at work. Yeah, so. If a company was going left, they wanted to go super left um, right. back then. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's see. Reframe the, okay, let's see. Reframe the question. If the interviewer asks, if the interviewer asks a question that feels ages, try to reframe it in a way that focuses on your abilities rather than your age. For example, if asked about your ability to work with younger colleagues, you could respond by saying you have experience collaborating with people from diverse backgrounds and age groups. Who would ask, can you work with young people? Would somebody ask that question? Somebody who thinks, you know, there may be managers who feel that their team is really young. Mm -hmm. And so when they're interviewing somebody, they were like, oh, well, can this person translate over to dealing with my younger team? Which is, you know, they got to learn how to work that question better. You want to ask that question in a much more general manner. Like, right. Give me an example of working with persons of different, you know, cultural or, you know, demographic backgrounds than yourself and you know, how successful yeah. was that? Or give me an example where you had to collaborate to get something done and what did you do? You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we're not all the same. No matter. We Even are we're not the same monolithic. Age. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. not at all. Um, it's a, our number four is address the issue at head on. If you feel the interviewer is making assumptions based on your age, don't be afraid to address the issue directly. You can say something like, I understand that you may have concerns about my age, but I want to assure you that I have the skills ex and experience necessary to excel in this position. Wow. Again, who is doing that? As an interviewer, if people ever say anything to me and they're in a protected group, I say nothing. Yeah. You could tell me you're pregnant with a elephant. Well, hmm. How's no, the weather in your city? Not even a <laughs> Nothing. Silent. I mean. I've been on phone interviews where I was like silent and they had How's to say the something. Weather. Yeah, that's like, nope. great. I had a guy tell me once, and this was when I was a Gilead and I was recruiting a rep for for the HIV franchise. And he told me he was gay. I'm like, really? So like, you're happy every a, day. That is that, wonderful. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is not a prerequisite for the job. You know, I was, I was like that. I, I wonder in my if he head, I'm thinking because he thought that gave him a leg up. I was like, yeah, no. because the drug, you know, because it's for HIV. Like, yeah, it's 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 catered towards the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I guess he in, thought know, so. on a majority. Like so, I told the manager he said that because I thought he was. I, when I think when people tell me things about protected classes, I feel I feel like it's a setup. I feel like sometimes people just don't know. Oh, I feel like they're setting me up. 
I feel like sometimes, like uh, the company, there was a company that you and I were working for recently last year mm-hmm. when one of the managers asked someone that they were interviewing uh, which Asian background they belonged to. Um, where like, because he was of one Asian background and... Oh, the thought, manager was? Yeah, the manager was Asian. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so the manager asked the young lady if she was Korean and he was Chinese Uh and which is you know awkward because there is some tension between those two cultural demographics and the girl she thought that he was holding it against her and so that became a thing because it was like why are you asking me this yeah I did not with my background oh wow I didn't know they had beef but I didn't know that I don't I don't I don't know that I knew that the manager was Asian. Mm-hmm. That see just to goes to show that yeah you you say Asian you think you know yeah Mm-mm. no not at all there is there everyone has cultural you know rifts just cultural rifts all the time. Um, one time as I was consulting on a, a cultural panel for uh, a CRO. And they're, mm-hmm. they're in national CRO and they were trying to get delegates for this panel. And some of their employees were based in Russia, but there was different sects within Russia that okay. have issues with each other. Right. And you would think like they're all under, but no, like, you know, it was, you know, they just, they, they don't like persons from that com- country for whatever long mm-hmm. rift reason or whatever right so even if you seem like an innocent conversation it can look really left to the candidate if you ask the wrong question you know yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm sure because people don't know they don't know what you're again they don't know what your intentions they don't are. know what like, your intentions you, are exactly why are you doing that um uh now this this i don't tell people this anymore but I guess because uh, I'm not from the, on the agency side I think from the agency side it's kind of old school follow up with a thank you note after the interview, send a thank you note that highlights your qualifications, express your enthusiasm for the position. Um, this can help reinforce your strengths and show that you're committed to the job. I just think thank you notes, like back in the day, like when I had people interview, I would say, take your thank you notes and sit and write them out, something for each interviewer and leave it with the front desk. Cause you know, back at Pharma, they always interviewed in hotels. Um, it is, I mean, it's, is obviously they're not handwritten notes anymore because when's the last time somebody's interviewed in person, but emails, people, def, managers definitely expect they're disappointed when they don't get follow-up. Yep. They don't want too much. There's a fine line. Yeah. Don't stalk. Yeah. Don't stalk. Yeah. Don't, don't stalk or heaven forbid. Oh, years ago, this was at um, Honeywell. A hiring manager was, uh, was an annoyed because a candidate sent them a request on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I was like, it wasn't a Facebook request. It was LinkedIn. That's, that's now literally I think that would LinkedIn, be the place. Exactly. That's what it's made for. And she, I was like that. She was like, Oh, that, that just unnerves me. I'm like, Oh, bless your heart. So, um, let's see. So this just seems like it makes sense or, it's be self-explanatory, like mm-hmm. how employers can avoid ageism, um, provide equal opportunities and ensure that all employees have equal opportunities for training, development and promotion, regardless of their age, 
provide flexible work arrangements to support employees at different stages of their lives and careers, um, avoid discriminatory language, avoid using language that implies that certain roles or positions are suitable for younger workers, use inclusive language in job postings, and avoid phrases such as digital natives or energetic. Digital natives? natives. <laughs> that's new. That What, what, is, yeah, that's what falls new. under digital natives? Learn is that someone stuff. who's tech savvy? Digital natives. I don't know. Not now, now we're gonna have to figure out. You know what? You no, know, I got my buddy pulled up right here. I got my chat GTP pulled up. Oh. All right, let's go. Yes, I'm gonna, marry, I'm gonna marry chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go study. <laughs> digital like, natives. Like, what are digital natives? Is it like three dots, three dots, three dots? <laughs> the term digital native refers to a person who has grown up in digital age and has been exposed to technology and digital media from a young age. Digital natives typically considered to be individuals who were born after the widespread adaptation of digital technology, particularly the internet and mobile devices. Digital natives are often described as being comfortable with using technology and digital media in their everyday lives. Well, so the contrast of digital native is called a digital immigrant. And that oh. refers to individuals who were born before the widespread adaptation of digital technology and may have had to adapt to its use later on in life. Interesting. But that, I mean. Who says digital native? Yeah, oh, are weird. you a digital native? Yeah. Like, that I'm never, yeah that yo, okay. That feels like a very new interviewer type but question. I. Obviously, I was the internet is new to you know, newish. It's been 30 years since you know what I mean. I think I started using it at late 90s, AOL, right? Like, yeah, only Gen X, maybe Gen Z. Gen Z might be the only generation that could be digital natives because millennials, millennials, yeah, boomers, like everyone else. They had to be Im- integrated into a, and it's probably harder. Technology. It's I think for Gen, where what are we? We're Gen X. Well, I'm Gen X. You're, You're Gen a X, millennial. millennial. Mm-hmm. You're a millennial. Mm-hmm. So I think for like baby boom for boomers, that was probably because they were full functioning fifty year olds. You know, or yeah. you know what I mean? They're like, oh, but, what is this thing? You know, but boomers also had the first computers though. But that's when the computers were the size of a fucking yeah. you know a fucking room. Yeah, Gigantic my mother ran shit. those. Those yeah, big, that's crazy. Were, like those things. I go to work huge. with her. The, the, ro- the rooms were always cold because of the air. The air <laughs> yeah, exactly. That had to turn the egg negative two to keep the room. And they cold. had she'd feed these little cards in. Yeah, oh I mean, my room, gosh. they were they took up a whole. It's like you, whole rooms that just computers so. have floppy disk after that and that was like the crazy, MS, like, i had oh an ms dos my yep. dad gave me one of his he brought an old computer from his office it ran on the ms dos i was That's like crazy. the screen was black the, the font the was green. green i'm like what yes. am i gonna do with this play <laughs> oregon just, trail yeah i'm computer. like <laughs> that's it that's all you can do play oregon trail or pac-man yeah oh my gosh yeah but my my father-in-law had like the first cell phone it was it was bigger than a brick. The one that had the briefcase with it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Jason, my husband said he had the first cell phone. So, I mean, there's certain things I think that we all like gravitate towards. Like, I, like when, I remember when Twitter came out and I was like, uh, yeah. uh and, and I'm, and I'm still like that. I had Snapchat for like a week. 
I'm like, I remember MySpace. Uh, see, I, I, I never, I was never on MySpace. I remember Facebook. I remember when Facebook. Yeah, because I was in college when Facebook came out. And yeah, I remember it was, Facebook. It was just and for college how, students remember, only, or you had right. to have a college, uh, a college email address mm-hmm. in order to get on. Yeah, Facebook. I didn't know then. Like I knew once it came to the to the masses, but and that's a good segue because I have given up social media for Lent. Along Which is Prime. interesting, considering along we're on social media. Well, right I now. don't consider this so like when I this this is not a it's things that are a drag on my time. Yeah. Like I spend all day looking at reels, not all day, like the morning yeah. and night looking at reels of dogs and cats and bears and puppies. Your animal, your animal reels. Every yeah. animal. I think since I've got I always cared for animals, mm-hmm. but since I got beanie, I love oh, yeah. chickens. I love goats. I'm like, look at that cow. It's so cute. I'm going to to start being a vet. I think I'm going to really lean into not eating meat. I feel like we're the same person, just opposite. Because I love goats too. But but to eat eat them. Exactly. And I'm looking at all these animal videos too. And you guys raise goats. Yeah, mine are animal attacks. Like I like watching the animal attack videos. Or like the animals eating other animals. Yo, you know what? Since the one thing that I learned... Since adopting IG and social media, uh-huh. killer whales are some arrogant assholes who can't be fucked with. They are the most like if you ever go watch killer whale videos, these I've orcas, seen them, I saw them kill a they, shark. I they saw them play kill with a great their food. Yeah, but they, they I've seen them kill great whites. Yeah, like everybody's mm-hmm. scared of them. Sharks are scared yes. of killer whales. They and will they look like, so friendly and sweet. they look at and they're like oh but i'll kill you dolphins are assholes too yo they are like mm-hmm. but I, it was just amazing how we had this whole free willy you know movie and everyone just love orcas they think willy. they're so wonderful and no these these things are killers these yeah. things are, will literally kill you and will yeah. laugh with each other while doing it like that's so, that's the thing. it's not funny but it's funny <laughs> they they literally laugh and play with their food watching them like slap the seals high in oh air, that hurts me that oh my hurts God. my like heart. these seals that. are running for the like i've seen seals like running to boats and like they are running for uh, the life and the I, orcas yeah, are like the boat. they're like get out get out i'm like no you stay right here uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> the whale is like all right y'all gonna let him off some point in time oh yeah or how about if i go under your boat and yeah, like they knocked the all, boat. Yeah, I can take all you motherfuckers. Yep. I saw one lady talk about how she was, uh, her boat was going through like a pack of orcas and they kept turning off her engine because they figured out if they get up in their engine and blow their water hole into the engine directly, it shuts off the boat. And every time she'd turn it on and then do it and turn it off and cut it off, just playing, oh literally toying with her, just toying with her, just like, yeah, I know, no, stay here for a little that while. That is so petty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so orcas are are like housewives. <laughs> yeah, and cats. They're orcas pretty. have very cat. Yeah. They're... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have thought they would be. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they would be. Well, they're they're mammals. So, but you know what? I stopped eating too because they're so intelligent. Is squid? I won't eat any form of squid. Oh, you know that pig is pigs are super intelligent too. Are, are you going to stop eating pork? I love bacon. Yeah. Pork. But you know what? I have eaten so much bacon. I think mm-hmm. I've. I've eaten my weight's worth, more than my weight, of bacon in my lifetime. That's I funny. love, I mean, the perfect breakfast Breakfast used to be for me is a pound of bacon, some orange juice, and a cup of coffee. I don't need toast. I don't need yeah. eggs. I don't need any of that stuff. 
Just bacon. My wife was the same way before she went uh, vegetarian, vegan. I think I've eaten so much bacon now that, I mean, if you fried up some bacon, yes, I would eat three or four pieces, but I wouldn't hurt myself anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, pigs are super intelligent. In fact, and they also have a more sensitive know. nose than dogs. That's why if you okay, truffle anything, truffle mushrooms are detected by pigs. They don't use dogs to go oh, find. Oh, they them. use mush. They, they use pigs. They, they to use find- pigs. Yeah, because they have a much more sensitive nose than dogs. Have you ever had real truffles? Because I feel like you go to these places and they serve these twenty, thirty dollar fries and say they're truffle fries, but are they really? I've I've had truffle like toppings on my steak at really high end restaurants, so I hope it's good real truffle. Yes. Oh, okay. So I well, I know. I mean, the truffle on the fries is just truffle oil. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, it's not real truffles. Uh, there's truffle oil that Oprah is like her favorite thing, and she ca- you know, some people have hot sauce in her bag. She carries truffle oil, so and and avocados from her own avocado farm. <laughs> you know why wouldn't she have an avocado farm? You know, it's what? funny she. She was on um Trevor, you know, on Daily Show a couple years ago, and you know he does the behind the scenes, whatever, like talk when mm-hmm. the cameras are shut down the commercials, and he asked her, um, "What's something about you like that's like other people could, you know, like everybody could relate to?" And um, like he said, "Do you ever run out of toilet paper?" She was like, no. <laughs> and it's always folded down. Yeah, <laughs> she got, I got she people out. for that. He said, did you, do you ever, does your phone ever die? She was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I can't, you can't Her let Oprah's phone, phone never die. dies. I think my I, phone dies like three times a day. I don't know if it was that interview, but it was another interview where Oprah was like, she can't remember the last time she was actually inside of a grocery store. Like she just. I can relate to that. Cause you know, I'm, yeah. I'm an Instacart. I started yeah. with ship. I started with. Web van back in before the dot com crashed, then shipped, and then Instacart. The grocery store is one of my least favorite places. That and like the dentist office. I mean, I like yeah, the I grocery not, store I only when like I'm on an edible store. though. An edible, and it's like the bright lights, all the extra oxygen they pump into the stores to make you stand there longer. It's like floating around. Oh, they pump oxygen in the stores. Yes, like the stores in the mall, they pump in extra oxygen, makes you feel good, and while you're inside there, it and makes you shop longer. Yeah, it does. Oxygen same thing. Makes you- same thing with the casinos. Casinos pumps oxygen into the. Well, casino they don't do a good job like- because when you're in a casino, when I remember once I was in. I don't, I'm not a gambler, but my friends are gamblers and my husband is. And we were in um, Caesar's Palace and I went outside and choked on the fresh air. <laughs> I was like, you don't, because you don't see the smoke, but yeah. it's there and it's getting yeah. in your lungs. I went outside, I was like, I'm out here dying. Like, geez. No, I mean, don't smoke so anymore they, casinos. No smoking. Oh, that, that shows you the last time I've been to Vegas. Jay was a baby. Yeah, so there that was no more 2001. Oh, did people stop? Do they stop gambling? Are they not gambling as much then? Because people love to drink and gamble and smoke. I saw my brother lose five thousand dollars on a poker table, so people are still gambling. Like, you know, oh. yeah, Did he it, went. What's crazy is he went up three thousand, and then and down, then went down five. Yeah, yeah. That would hurt me. See, if I win, I gotta go. <laughs> See, I everyone either, don't have control over. I either ten. gotta go or at least put away what mm-hmm. I put back into it. What I what I spent, you know, yeah, and then maybe take half and then play with half. Yeah, yeah, play with the winnings, yeah. But the old heads at my office when I used to work for US Airways, the first time I went to Vegas, they're like they were like slot machine fiends. They're like, try it three times and walk away, but not to the next one. Walk away, so you don't so that if it hits, you don't see it hit and you're upset. 
Oh my gosh! Can you imagine you walk away and somebody hits right after you? Like, oh we my would have gosh. a problem. They're like, nope, go to yeah. the next row. Like, my go, world. don't go within, you know, earshot or. There was or a story about sight. a woman who won like forty-two million dollars in a casino, and they tried to just give her steak dinner because they said that the machine was broken. And what happened? Uh, she sued them. For how much? Forty-two million. Yeah, something like that. Forty-three million dollars was the amount. Uh, yeah, she was offered a steak dinner after winning $43 million and the casino says it's because the slot machine malfunctioned is what they're saying. It happened in Queens, New York at the Resorts what? World Casino. Yeah. And so she sued them and what happened? Yeah, they uh, only wanted to give her $2.25 in a steak dinner. Oh my gosh. And yeah, no, they're still in... I wonder they're still, yeah, happened. they're still in litigation. Oh, there's been no, uh, there's been no. Oh, that is, that's, that's terrible. They said yep. it was malfunctioning. Then you should have took it out of commission. Then if it was malfunctioning, so yeah. because it hits, it's malfunctioning. Nah, probably... maybe because she's a black woman that it's considered malfunctioning. That is odd. Yeah. So yeah, she's still in litigation about her forty-three million dollars right now. Oh, I hope she wins. That's sad. Um, okay, so train managers, train them on how to avoid rage, um, ageism and promote diverse and, um, and inclusive workplaces, encourage them to challenge their own biases and assumptions. I have a good friend of mine. He has a client who likes to hire young reps. And that's what they want. They don't want anybody with any bad habits. Ah, uh, okay. So they like, they like... To hire B two B people, you know but they got to be careful with, how they screen out the older person with not with not a lot of job. Well, they don't even well they I don't even think they if someone applied they they wouldn't even look at that person if someone was my mm-hmm. age or your age or had more than three or four jobs. Now, side note, persons, you don't have to list all of your experience on your resumes. So if you you have experience going back to the early 90s, you don't have to list that. You do not have to. If a job says it needs six to 10 years, years. you just put 10 years worth of experience on your resume. And if they answer and answer only the questions they ask you. Don't right. give any more information right. than you need to. Take a year off of take a year off your resume that you were uh, graduated high school, yep. high school or college, and then you know answer the questions that are, that are asked. That exactly. that is it, right? Because there are companies just like Trisha, people who look at your background and be like, oh, you have too much experience. Yeah, but you know you can do this job hands down. Exactly. So you know, just keep your last ten years of experience on your resume. Yeah, and you go blow the interview out the water. Yeah, because I know I've fought for people who are older. Before and I'm like, there, you know, this is. I mean, what do people, what do people give employers these days anyway? Two years, three years, if you're lucky. If that, if, if so, that, who cares? So, someone retired once and they want to be here for another five years. Take the five; they'll do a great job. They're going to have fun while they're doing it because they don't have to be here. Right. Get the gain the knowledge you can gain from them, and go on about your business. So, um. Let's see. This seems like it's self-explanatory as well. Evaluate performance based on merit. Evaluate employees based on their skills, knowledge, and performance, not their age. Avoid making assumptions about older workers. Again, we talked about this ability to learn or adapt to new technologies or processes. Um, 
create a culture of respect. Mm. Encourage a culture of respect and appreciation for all employees, regardless of their age. Foster a network of um, and foster a workplace environment where employees feel valued and appreciated for their con- contributions, regardless of their age. So yeah. Um, Overall, companies can avoid ageism in the workplace by promoting a culture of diversity, inclusivity, and respect, providing equal opportunities to all employees and challenging biases and assumptions about older workers. Mm. I think this is I think this is probably tech, like like we said. Because I was thinking in other industries like pharma, biotech, like you want somebody that is yeah, the more experienced person is, uh-huh. is lauded after, right? Because those persons are, but then like with my buddy, like when is, when is too much, when is it too much experience? Like he felt like a, he said he felt like it was a Rooney rule. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would wonder what his resume looks like. Does he oh, have all man. his experience listed on his resume you or know, has he, has he clean, does he match his resume to the experience? That's well, asked? they want, but the thing is they always want him to interview. So he applies, they want him to interview and then he doesn't, and he, you know, he, then he doesn't get it. But I wonder if he would have better chances if he didn't have all his experience. On his resume. I'm going to add, that's a good point. I'm going to ask him for a copy of it. Yeah, hey, I can imagine, like, uh, you know, they look at it because we've done it. We've seen some of a ton of experience. We fight for it for the hiring manager. Like, look at okay. this person. And the hiring manager's like, look, this person's great. I'll talk to him. But I think, you know, my team is younger and I'm not sure how they would fit into the culture of the team is is a phrase that hiring managers love to use at times. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, take yourself like- through the fountain of youth through Microsoft Edit. In, uh, yeah. Right, Sh- shave some some years off your life. Exactly, just 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 cut a little bit off. No one have has them to look, know. Have him look at you like she ain't got no wrinkle. Like I can't. I'm trying to tell. My old yeah, resume oh. says you have ten years experience, right. but she's an old like looking forty. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, start a school late. You they know. used to talk about their kids. No, just don't talk about your kids. Like I've got yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The industry is the industry is definitely one that is that fine line where they want experience, but not too much, because also the the bad corporate side is the more experience you have, the more money they probably have to pay you. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like we can get talent for cheap. And why not kind of like the NFL? They want the young quarterbacks better than the older quarterbacks because the old quarterbacks, you got to pay. Like you Lamar pay Jackson him. right now. Pay like Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson pay, pay, La- pay Lamar Pay Jackson. Lamar. Steelers. You know somebody give, Rooney. Somebody Rooney. give him a guarantee. Give him that man 200 million guarantee. Cut oh, well, the Steelers, they'll give you $2. Yeah, he, Steelers they, they, could, they Oh, man, they are so cheap. I love them. Love them to life, as uh, Leonard says. But they are so cheap. But could they please? But even the um, Falcons passed. They were like, we're not going to. But you know, what? everybody's saying that. But this is the same thing that happened with Deshaun Watson. Because Cleveland Browns were the first team to say they weren't interested in Deshaun Watson at mm-hmm. all. But they were the team that gave Deshaun Watson $230 million. I have one of the Steelers that won him too, but old goofball. Yeah, I, I don't. I wish NFL players would get their life together and save up money for a year so they can all uh, kind of protest and get guaranteed contracts. Because yes, because they do. There's no reason why NFL players should not have fully guaranteed contracts. There's no reason. There's no, only because some. That's because somebody they know somebody will come behind and be like, "Yep, I'll take it." 
Mm-hmm. You said I get hurt, I get nothing. Okay. Yeah, but that's get hurt and get nothing. Like no one ever talked about how Demar Hamlin, how like mm, when he got hurt. They quickly swept it under the rug what his contract looked like because people was like, Oh, he's making three million dollars. Then they looked at the breakdown. I was like, Oh no, he's really only making a hundred and forty thousand dollars this year mm-hmm. playing in the NFL. Everything else is just like incentives and, and yeah. bonuses or whatnot. And it's like you're putting your life at risk, life at risk for at a, risk. for a job that I know recruiters who are making double what you're making. Literally, people are sitting yes. behind a computer making yes. double what you're making to go put your life at risk on the NFL field. Right. Okay. We only risk getting a backache, <laughs> backache in our butt hurt. A little, you know? little carpal tunnel in the risk. A little bit. Yeah. It's a little he's, bit. He's a gladiator. He's a Viking. Oh, it's crazy. Um, so um my kids are at home. So Jackson, who has the immune system of a gnat is sick again. He came up from school sick yesterday. He And he is. I can tell he's sick. I need to have a mask on around him. He's sneezing and coughing. Sounds terrible. Ariel went to go see SZA. Uh-oh. And she is... um, So she's getting ready to leave now, but it's late. She's got a... Um, she's got a test. So I was like, you gotta go. I was like, you wanna go out and hang out with SZA? And... um. And in some in some in the middle of the week in Summer Walker. Yeah. Summer Walker, um, she came and sang a song too. And little baby. I'm on the phone. Don't talk. Oh, and little baby. Which oh little baby. Okay, not the baby, little baby. She's a yeah. Which one? Little baby is the clean cut one, right? Yeah, little baby is the cool one. The baby is the weirdo who was like going after Meg the Stallion and everything. When which one has no tattoos? That's uh, little baby. Okay. Yeah, little baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Little baby doesn't have any tattoos. Okay, yeah. I like him. He yeah, he because he's about his business. Mm-hmm. Um okay. tattoos. You see that Cardi B got a face tattoo? Yeah. I was like, you've been so marketable. Like you you got Why? McDonald's. McDonald's is now like got you, and you're gonna go get a face tat. Don't what? Don't mess up the money. I remember the stories came out about how Chris Brown's uh, PR people were so mad that he was getting so much tattoos because they're like he was ruining his marketability and whatnot. Well, I guess he just wanted his body to match to match his soul. I'm really saying he made one mistake when he was a teenager. Oh no 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 no! He is a he is a, he is he a, made okay. He made several mistakes in his early te- late teenage early twenties, but he, he has. We have not heard anything about him in at least seven or eight. Maybe he's paying. He's turned a new leaf. No, maybe he's paying. Or maybe he's changed. Oh, I don't care. He's beating my charm. You know, people change. Sure, they do. But you know what? He probably got it honest because his mom seemed like she was a trip. Mm -hmm. Um, she got a face tattoo of her son. I'm trying to see the picture. Yeah, it's just written in red, writing a little cursive on her chin. Oh, you can't see it there. Um, that's so funny that they're not showing it. They're talking about it, but not. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, I see her. That, that's weird. I mean, bless her heart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you, it seems like you would leave the the face alone. Like you get the neck and which would seem yeah. very painful. You got your hands and 
Which I, I think you do everything that can be covered up with a uh, shirt. So, you know, you keep it at the collarbone and down yeah. to your wrist. Well, I guess she figured she could always cover her face. Yeah, I guess put makeup on and could cover yeah. it up. Yeah, that works. I've seen CEOs, you, they roll up their sleeves. They're tatted up, but you never know it because they keep their sleeves uh, rolled down all the way. So Yeah, like with, yeah, mm-hmm. with those sleeve tattoos or something yeah. like that. I, don't know. I want a full sleeve tattoo. My wife was like, yeah, no, that's a no for me. I was like, I wanna, I'm want i going to go back to get my ears pierced again like how I was in college because I had two, had both my ears pierced. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, I don't do fuck boy in the 40s. And, um, I wanted, I've always wanted my nose pierced. Errol's like, go do it. I'm you should like, go do it. My wife has her septum pierced, and that's pretty cool. I really like it. My husband would not like that. Yes, he would. No, he wouldn't. Did he tell you he wouldn't like it? I know he wouldn't. He's uber conservative he would not like that it'd be the conservative ones that got the long streak of like kinkiness in the background man he wouldn't like it you come home with a septum ring he might like i wouldn't i don't i wouldn't like that i just would like a little diamond stud but Errol's like if you don't like it you just take it out i'm like pretty much "Mm." my niece has one it's it's it's, um it's cute super cute but we need to do another we're going to do another show and talk about being married and what is the fine line between conforming for your spouse and being an individual? Hmm. You know? Like where <laughs> where is that line at? Like where is it like you know what I'm gonna do this for you, but then you're like ah fuck what about me? Like I want to do this for myself though. You know there has to be that could spot. be a good that could be a good topic for the person I said. We do have a special guest coming, people. We and do. And you know what? That may be the that may be the topic we speak on. Yep. She's here. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I went on, I've gone down an internet rabbit hole in the last week. I told you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Before I was born, my uncle, he was a teenager. He got his girlfriend pregnant. They were 17 and both, you know, high school sweethearts, but like bright careers in front of them. And her parents were very disappointed. And I don't know if they, her parents kept them apart, but basically they weren't in the kids. He wasn't in the kid's life. And my grandparents weren't in the kid's life. They grew up in the same town. Like, and so I'd heard, like I had heard about, cause I'm, I'm a few years older than the kid. Like I'm like four, maybe I was four. And, um, and that, so I knew about him and then my, my grandfather's, Oh, that's so-and-so's house. And I always thought that is so bizarre. Well, last night I, I went to find him. <laughs> and I was like, my mother's like, what are you doing? Go to bed. I'm like, who does this look like? Send him pictures. And I was like, and the crazy part is that, we went to the same college. Like I went to um, IUP, which is Indiana University of Pennsylvania for, for a year. And he went there after me. Isn't that crazy? So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, to one of my girlfriends, like, hey, do you, do you know this guy? And she's like, yeah, I know the name. And so then she's like, are you going to reach out to him? I'm like, what do I reach out and say? Like, I, I mean, how, how, how does hey, that come we're people. Yeah, but. That's weird because if he has siblings that live in the same city that he wasn't raised with, you know what I mean? Who are much younger than him. And if he doesn't have a relationship with them, why would he want to have one with me? And I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I got to stay off the internet. Maybe he didn't know. He knows. Yeah. 
and the and and how this all started was I couldn't remember my my grandfather's mother's name because I was going through a photo album the other day. I can remember I just could she died a million years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, what was her name? And so I went to my grandfather's obituary, but now these newfangled ones, they don't talk about who preceded you in death. Yeah. So it wasn't there. So I said, well, let me go. And then so I went to my uncle's because my uncle passed away in 2008. He had multiple sclerosis and he, and his, he's the father. And I also went to his and I saw that he had his, his, you know, all three kids. And I was like, Oh snap. He's got, um, he's got a son down here. So then I went down a rabbit hole to find him and found him and, and yeah. And he's this dude who works at a um, bike. Like he's a fitness guy, no. like outdoorsy. So he works at oh, a bicycle. Like so your a- husband would they may they may have your husband and him ever cross paths? No, 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 because no, no, no. My husband's from St. Louis. I'm talking so about in the biking stores down there. No, he he's oh, in Pittsburgh. Okay. okay, he's in Pittsburgh. But at one point he lived in Ithaca. But he he's uh. like a national sales director for this biking for this bicycle or biking company or whatever. So. Yeah, and his and his his mom never had any more kids. Hmm. So she had a kid at 17 and never had another one. She had kids would do that to you. you hey, if my first kid was like my second kid, I would not have other kids. Like it was you know my, what? My shit. If, <laughs> if, yes. if my if my number two was my number one, no, it would be a one child. But see, your number two is your number two is the way that he acts because he can. Yeah, because number one is so. Because number yeah. yeah. Because yeah, because number one because um, my number two, yeah, Marcha, Marcha, Marcha. <laughs> he number literally, two. he literally everything. He, I say, hey Jackson, could you sign yourself up for? You wouldn't make Jay do that. I'm like, I'm not telling you to walk the plank. I'm just saying go online and register yourself Please. for driving lessons so that I can go buy you a car and you can drive. Like why, I'm, yeah, why are you worried I'm, about what I'm terrible. Oh, Errol texted me something yesterday. Some on her way to the concert telling me how, if it was Jackson, you I'm like, you are on your way to the concert. 